You are listening to the Venture Scale SaaS Operator, the podcast where we interview founders who are actually in the trenches. We talk about the transparent journey of how they build their SaaS companies, how they grow them, and what they would do differently if they would do it all over. Hey folks, with us today, Suja from Argonaut. Super happy to have you on. Thanks for having me here, Nicholas. Awesome. Let's start with the most important thing. What problem does your company solve for its users? Uh, right. So Argonaut is a developer platform to automate cloud deployments. And um, today our customers, are, our users are primarily infrastructure teams uh, or teams which are looking to solve for infrastructure related problems, right? Um, so infrastructure teams typically have a very interesting kind of challenge. Uh, developing the tools and automation that is required to uh, manage all of this is fairly complex. And it takes specialized knowledge and specialized skills uh, to build all of this tooling in-house. And it, it also takes a lot of time and effort investment. Right? Uh, now, the flip side of that coin, uh, while it's very interesting work, uh, is that teams usually, uh, th this is not a money-making function for teams. Uh, because it's something that just keeps everything together uh, running robustly, reliably. But uh, it's not something that teams can go and sell to their customers saying, hey, uh, th this is how much money, you, uh, this is a new feature, please give me, uh, please, you know, buy my services, etc. Right? So uh, because of that reason, it also ends up being uh, a, a cost center. And that means it also sort of struggles internally for uh, resources and investment. So. The, the problem that we see overall is that there are highly skilled, highly technical kind of requirements that uh, uh, that require, you know, some tooling and automation to, uh, to work with. And then uh, these teams that end up having to build it are usually uh, lacking in resources. Now, uh, the, the, this basically means that there is uh, a, a little bit of a disparity in there. Um, and we believe that Argonaut can solve for that problem. Got it. And then how did you originally stumble upon that problem? Oh, <laughs> this is because in, in my previous roles, I had actually been on both sides of this kind of problem, right? Uh, as, a, as a product and engineering lead, um, I was on the side of actually um, having to sponsor and having to work with such teams on one end and on the other end i was also responsible for building uh, all of this automation out yeah. so that we could we could do this right now uh, and, and it's it's also funny because um, the the kind of uh, solution the overall shape of the solution uh, has also sort of started getting uh, more concrete right and uh, more unified in some sense uh, because pretty much everyone is now deploying to the cloud uh, Kubernetes has sort of become the de facto solution for uh, most uh, deployments, etc. Beyond beyond uh, a trivial scale, and um, so uh, now again the in, in my previous role I was responsible for building these things from scratch because I was working at a bunch of startups, and uh, in all of those cases again it would be uh, the same kind of solution built in house. Uh, with the same kind of problems, and uh, it, it was it was a very repetitive task. Now every company needs to build this in house uh, because there is no good solution out there. 
that was the reason why we decided to uh, form Argonaut and uh, essentially make make a product out of it so that every every company starting from like maybe a, a two person a team to uh, like so- something with hundreds of engineers mm, can very easily work with very mature uh, software systems right uh, automation orchestration pipelines so that 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 was really the uh, the origin of the particular story here got it and then just as some context for you're roughly three years in a bit a bit less you raised 1.5 uh, i think like around 1.6 million so far tell us a bit about where you stand today both of like what's the team like and like how many customers are what the revenue like just like an overview on, on where you stand today right so uh, we are uh, like like you said we launched um, over two years ago now um, we'll we'll be hitting three uh, by the end of this year or so um and uh, we are a team of 10 people right now predominantly engineering we have a little bit of uh, marketing design but most of the folks are on engineering uh, because our users are engineers and the product is also a fairly technical one so um that 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 is uh, that is where our uh, most of our focus lies and in terms of uh scale we have the order of tens of customers uh and now we are in the process of scaling it to uh, hundreds so that that's really where we are yeah okay but i think you i mean it's 1.5 million it's not too much so you're super early in the journey and then as a founder with a technical background how do you approach sales and marketing right now that's a very interesting problem so um very broadly uh, i i think we are at sort of an advantage because uh, our product is technical our users are technical and uh, that that automatically builds a little bit of uh, empathy for our users in inside the team right we understand our users and we understand where they lie uh, where they hang out etc right so th- that's a that's a little bit of an advantage and um, i i think the more i- interesting thing is that uh, we can speak the same language right um and uh, th- that has been hugely beneficial in uh, in trying to uh, do this outreach and uh, do the sales part now uh, concretely what that means is we we actually follow a couple of principles right the first is um and and this is especially true for engineers they uh look to see a lot of value and um you know validation before they actually uh, put any trust or faith in your product right they usually have a fairly high bar for uh, what a good product needs to look like and uh, they they will also uh look for things that are and, and they come with some in, innate curiosity right uh they look for things that are insightful they look for things that are uh, innovative and um that is sort of how we orient our content as well so that uh, you know when folks uh land on argonauts website uh, look at our blog look at our content um it it sort of resonates with them and we add something of value before we request uh something from them in in terms of time for evaluating the product or something along those lines right so that is that that, that is one thing that is super important to us and the other is actually just meeting them where they are if you need to hire the right developers and ship fast then react squad is for you 
a boutique agency that specializes in React and only works with fast-growth startups. Get a 14-day risk-free trial and a transparent price of $95 per hour. Visit reactsquad.io to learn more. Yeah, and then just because we, we I always try to get like to the to the technical level. Mm-hmm. So how do they actually get to your website and get that value? Is that via SEO? Do you know like Slack groups or communities where they hang out? Like how do you actually get them onto your website? A, a bit of both, right? Um, so um, uh, our content is for SEO reasons and there are, uh, you know, lot, lots of people who have genuine questions about, hey, how do I do something? Uh, how do I do X, right? And uh, in many cases, uh, especially given Argonaut is a fairly broad kind of platform, which automates, um, you know, life cycles broadly, like uh, pipelines broadly, starting all the way from your version control to um, all the way to uh, cloud infrastructure and deployment onto that infrastructure of your services in a reliable, scalable manner. So there are a lot of different pieces that we touch. And um, wherever we see that uh, there, there isn't, um, th- there are a lot of questions, there is, isn't enough documentation, etc. available for users. We provide that and we also uh, say, hey, like Argonaut automatically takes care of this for you. Um, and you don't even have to worry about all of these minor details if you use our product. So that's like a natural plugin as well. Uh, so th- that, that helps uh, with our SEO and uh, our presence there. However, SEO again, uh, as you probably very well know, uh, it takes a lot of time for it to kick in and start showing results. So uh, that's where the meeting our users where they are uh, kind of thing uh, plays, plays value, right? So uh, that includes things like uh, Reddit forums, uh, that includes things like uh, Hacker News and uh, some Discord channels exist, some Slack communities exist. Uh, CNCF has a very large uh, community and you know adding value there um, brings some kind of visibility and uh, yeah and and we we also try to do some kind of uh, video content um, which helps as well as that is becoming an increasingly popular way for people to consume and learn about new things. Interesting. So let's put put a pin into the video one. I will go come back to that uh-huh. on the both SEO and commute. Not community management, but like being engaged in the communities. Do you do that yourself as a founder? Do you have a teammate in marketing helping you? Are you maybe more on the SEO side? Do you use an agency? How do you execute on those strategies? So um, we do have uh, one more person on the team who is also looking into this. And uh, I actively uh, take take part in all of these communities as well. Um, now... Uh, we have not used agencies uh, primarily because um, we hypothesize that that doesn't work too well for a very technical audience, right? Um, again, going back to the original point, people people want to see no bullshit, uh, like very clear, very clean, very uh, technical content uh, that actually adds value and uh, is is. It satisfies a particular question that they have or a particular piece of curiosity that they have, right? So um, towards that, uh, we we don't believe generic uh, SEO op- like content optimized for SEO uh, d- does too well either for our brand or for um, you know actually getting users of value. So 
we've not been uh, doing agencies and stuff. We primarily handle it in-house and uh, our engineers also write uh, some of the content, um, especially on the way we do things internally. Do you feel it's working? Because it sounds like it's high value content, so I would assume it's working. Is but is it, or is it too early to to tell? Um, so it it works uh, because the leads that we get, etc., are a reasonably high intent and high value. Uh, however, there is uh, going to be value to broadening the funnel as well, and uh, so mm, we'll we'll need to look into uh, how we can just generate more awareness at the top of the funnel. Um, instead of, you know, very niche or very qualified kind of users uh, at, at the risk of potentially losing out a few, a few more, a few more interested folks, right? So that's some, that's an optimization that uh, we're still working through. Got it. And then let's, let's come back to the topic we, we, we briefly pinned. How are you using video content right now? So uh, we, we are actually in the early days of Uh, using video, uh, but um, there there are a couple of ways in which uh, it's actually helping. The first is, um, especially is, if we look at our users and uh, our user journey, uh, a lot of our customers are startups, right? And uh, they sometimes don't have uh, very deep infrastructure expertise because that's not really what they're in for. They they have some kind of domain expertise and they want to build products for that, right? Now, um, when, when, when they don't have very deep uh, infra expertise and they want to get something done, um, there are a couple of options. You can go through documentation, etc. Uh, and what, what we are seeing is increasingly popular is uh, video-based tutorials and video-based how-tos. Right? And uh, this also actually is increasingly playing a role in SEO with more media uh, that is... Um, surfaced uh, up top, et cetera, right? So that, that, is, uh, that, that is one factor that uh, is driving us towards video. Now, uh, in terms of video, what we do, um, we're, we're just starting out on our uh, YouTube slash online uh, video presence. But um, a couple of things are ab- around how we're building our company. Uh, and then we want to expand that out into uh, tutorials. We want to expand that out into uh, how you can get things done. Kubernetes-related uh, tutorials and exploration is a very uh, common slash popular uh, topic. So that's something that uh, we will be doing more hands-on stuff on. And uh, the third and very interesting thing is there are already a lot of people who are doing this, right? Uh, and uh, something that we are exploring is trying to get our product into the hands of other creators who uh, are popular in a, with a common audience. And uh, see how, uh, like, see if it sticks, right? See if they can amplify our message or uh, if they find it interesting as well and they can talk about it, right? So that, that's, again, something uh, we, we've done a little bit of and we, find, we found that to be very useful. And then do you think about those as affiliate partnerships, meaning will they get, like, a link and then they get a kickback? Will it be, be like, a paid promotion? Like, how, how do you approach uh, executing on that? So uh, it's a combination of uh, paid promotions uh, plus um, building out like long-term relationships with, these are people who are very active in a very similar community, right? Uh, Building out relationships with them and 
uh, talking to them about the existence of our product, making sure that they, like if they see if they also see value to it, they talk about it. So that's the kind of kind of relationship that we want to um, take forward. Yeah, and then are also you as the founder then right now driving those relationships because you engage a lot in the communities or is the marketing person again helping on that? Uh, a bit of both. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I take a point on a lot of these things. Got it. And then as one of the last questions, being a founder is not always the easiest job on the planet. Tell us a war story. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that that's a bit of an understatement. So, um, uh, founders end up having to wear multiple hats, right? Like some some of it is technical, some of it is non technical, uh, marketing, sales, uh, and then there are other functions, HR, admin, all of that kind of stuff. Also, that creeps in. Now, uh, I also happen to be a solo founder, so uh, it it sort of you know uh, doubles that load, right? Uh, so. What I realized early on is that uh, th this was not going to scale very easily uh, if, you know, I, I become a bottleneck, right? So uh, early on, um, yeah, um, initially I would be spending most of my time on product and engineering because that is where, um, you know, without a product, there's not too much that we can do, right? We can't serve our customers. Uh, we can't market too much, etc. Even though we can put some word out. Uh, I, I had to make a choice and I did end up spending like a lot of time on product and engineering related stuff. Uh, it was also a little natural to me because I come, uh, like I am from a technical background, uh, technical and product kind of background. Uh, now, from there, uh, I, I, you know, I saw that that was, uh, th there were a lot of other things that needed to be done uh, for this to be, for us to acquire customers and building is one part of it and selling is an equally important part, right? So uh, at that point, I uh, made sure that we got the right kind of folks on the team, right? Uh, I, I think um, we, we spent a lot of uh, time and effort in making sure that we have the right team uh, who, and then and, and this is primarily from like uh, both the marketing side and the engineering side, people who are extremely high in terms of ownership and high in terms of, uh, you know, just agency and delivery, right? So uh, that that combination is something that we had optimized to look for. And uh, now, now I'm actually happy to say we have like a team that punches way above its weight um, in, um, in, in all of this. So uh, early on for, for like a few months, we, we basically went without any customer acquisition, etc. because we were just heads down focusing on you know, building stuff out and then, you know, made sure that we dialed it into the other direction saying uh, all of these parts are important and ma making sure that we have the right distribution, et cetera, going as well. Uh, so I think, I think that was a, uh, that, that was, that could have been a very, very costly mistake. Um, but I think we caught ourselves in, in time and tried to rectify it. Amazing. And then for the infra folks listening out there, where can they find you online? So, uh, you can find us on uh, www.argonaut.dev. That is A-R-G-O-N-A-U-T. Uh, and we are also fairly active on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, and on Twitter, our handle is argonaut underscore dev. Uh, we, we have a Slack community that you can find on the website as well. And uh, happy to talk to anyone who 
uh, what's your talk shop? Amazing. Then thanks again for coming on today. Thanks for having me, having me, Nicholas. It was great being here. If you like this episode, then you'll love the SaaS Operator, a weekly newsletter brought to you by Early Node, with actionable insights from SaaS experts in the industry delivered right to your inbox every Tuesday for free. Visit earlynode.com to subscribe.